Okay, so hello again. My name is Shadina, and you're listening to Football Drama. Um, I don't know what my throat is doing. <clears throat> I had kind of a coughing fit before I started, so my bad. Um, anyways, welcome to another week of this year, this mess. Um, I got a lot to talk about today, so let's just get right on into it. Um, first, footballer appreciation this week is going to go to Amadeu Chapru Tate. My bad. Um, hope I didn't say his name wrong, but okay. So I saw this video on my timeline on Twitter, like I find everything else. So um, it was about Amadeo and how, you know, he kind of got his start into like the Red Bull Academies. Um, he's a defensive, no, center defensive mil- midfielder, Jesus. Center defensive midfield for the New York Red Bulls, but he's now not at the mid, he's not at the Red Bulls anymore. He's now at um, Barca's Academy, which period, you love to see it. But anyways, in the video, um, it kind of started like how he, he came from Haiti. He is from Haiti. He was born in Haiti. You know, he had to deal with the earthquake and everything um, in 2010. It took his parents three years to get him out of Haiti. Um, and he didn't start playing football until he came to the States. And so, you know, he played, um, he played for like a team and he ended up scoring a goal and it was like, um, ended up being like an own goal and he like started celebrating whatever. It's really cute. I'll link the video down below if you're interested in um, watching it. But he tried out for the Red Bull Academy in 2012 and he's just really adorable, you know? And he has a really strong mindset on the type of player he is and what he wants to do. At his young age, he's already achieved so much, even though it's like still just the beginning. Um, I believe that's still an important step for him in his future career. And, you know, like always, I wish him all the best. Obviously, me being Haitian myself, I love to see stories like this. I love to see people from where I'm from. Well, I'm American. You know, who cares? It's nice to see someone from Haiti and or someone of Haitian descent doing big things or making these steps to do these big things. Um, in the video, I just, he, I think he was only 15 in the video. So I'm pretty sure now, if that was from 2017, 2017, 2020, that's three years. He's probably 18. He's still so young. He's probably 18 by now. Um, and yeah, he just, has again like a strong mindset and he's firm in his position and what he wants to do um and I think that like having that mindset and having just that confidence he's got it like that's all he needs to you know go up and do big things so yeah I'm just really excited for him um I don't know how I'm gonna ever you know see him play um maybe New York Red Bulls the academy has some highlights then like I can watch something or like um maybe at the Barca Academy he's played or something I don't know but yeah Uh, again I wish him all the best all the success and all the great things I hope this is kind of a reach but I hope he plays for um Haiti's national team in the future Probably not because um, he's a U.S. citizen and people tend to run to the U.S. Soccer Federation. You know what I mean? Either way, he'll do great. Um, But it'd be nice to see him play for Haiti, you know, do it with the culture. 
so yeah um that's it again i will leave the link of this video in the description for you to watch if you're interested and that's all for football appreciation i oh well i also want to appreciate another player this is kind of you know off i don't really do this i usually just try to do one player but i saw yusufa mukaku um mukoko mukoko why did i say mukaku i keep thinking <laughs> so dortmund had this video of like um where gia reyna and jude bellingham did like the name what player or name the teams or whatever and like um he jude said yusufu <laughs> And every time I see this, well, I keep thinking of how he said Yusufu. Oh, anyways. Um, so Yusufa Makoko, he is honestly like a little Dortmund legend. He's only 15, by the way, which Jesus Christ. Um, with the like the stats from him and everything is just crazy. He scores a goal probably every single game, if not a goal, but multiple goals. Recently, um, Dortmund's under under something team played against Schalke's team and um there was some racist fans and they were being racially um they were racially abusing uh Yusufa so let me let me go through this article so this is from CNN German football club Schalke has apologized after some of its fans allegedly racially abused Borussia Dortmund's 15-year-old star Yusufa Mukoko during an under-19, oh, under-19, and he's 15 playing. Okay, match between the two teams on Sunday. Quote, we can only apologize for the behavior of the of some of our fans towards Yusufa Mukoko at today's under-19s match, end quote. The club said in a tweet after the blah, blah. Okay. Uh, they use the hashtag no to racism. They always do. So I want to hear what he said. I don't really care about what Shalka said. The control committee will investigate their racist insults. You know, either way, um, Yusufa said that he did fake. I think he said he came out and said something like, I'm proud to be black or something. Or I'm proud of the skin I'm in. Wow, I really wish I had wrote this written written this down but i honestly don't i wasn't expecting to talk about this um let me see does he have a twitter yusufa i like cannot believe he's only 15 um so in that game against Schalke, he um scored a hat trick for dortmund you love to see it um, he said, I'm proud to have been born with this skin color and I will always be proud. Hashtag black lives matter. So yeah, I hope the, the fans of Schalke and the Schalke team and the racists, you know, they all just, um, ate their words up because he ended up beating y'all single-handedly three nil, I hope not three nil, three, two, a hat trick to end it. So, um, Hopefully soon, Yusufa will be able to play in Dortmund's first team. I know, I think over there, like once he turns 16, which I think is pretty soon. So 
God have mercy on my soul whenever this boy is in the lineup with Gia Reyna, Erling Haaland, Jaden Sancho, Jude Bell. Jesus. Wow, I'm getting excited. Let me calm down. Um, literally a ch- He's literally a child, 15 years old, November 20th, 2004. Jesus. Jesus Christ. Six goals in three matches for this season under 19 Bundesliga wow wow well god bless him um his career is bright bright capital b he's only 15 god god all right let's move on do i want to talk about this hmm i guess actually so i have international games here but i don't really have like that much because I did want to talk about Santiago Arias or Arias um he got injured in their game he's Colombian he got injured against um well if I could uh find it Venezuela so Bayer Leverkusen said Saturday, they expect to be without new signing Santiago Arias for six months after his horror, 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 ooh, horror injury when the right back broke his leg in Colombia's 3-0 win over Venezuela during a 2022 World Cup qualifier. So, let's see. He fractured his left fibula and tore ankle ligaments during the win. Um, his surgery will take place in Madrid once he can fly. And yeah, um, speedy recovery. Well, he's going to be out for six months, so I don't think that's really speedy, but, um, get well soon, Santiago. I hope that, um, you come back stronger. That's really it for international games and international break. Um, next thing on my list is project big picture (laughs) before i get into the prim i want to talk about this because it's related to the prim in a way um i heard about this last week but the people talking about it it just didn't make sense to me so i had to just like look it up myself and try to like understand it because it really wasn't making sense to me at all so um let me see there's a lot going on so I'll try to explain this as best as I can without confusing me and without confusing you all right so this project was created was thought of by Rick Perry um his plans for this would include the following changes to the Premier League This is a lot, so bear with me, all right? Okay, so first, instead of there being 20 teams, there would be 18. Second, no more EFL Cup or Community Shield. Third, the team in 16th place would do a playoff with championships team in the third, fourth, or fifth place. Fourth, nine Premier League clubs would be given special power over rule changes broadcasting rights and even club takeover so the nine teams are arsenal chelsea everton liverpool man united man city southampton tottenham and west ham 
And I believe they get this special authority due to them either being like a top club or a club that has been in the PL for a long time. Okay. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, fifth reason or fifth thing. Um, there would be a creation of a $450 million rescue fund for EFL teams. Sixth, 25% of Premier League annual revenue would go to EFL clubs instead of just 4%. And the money would also be given to clubs that, um, have been relegated. Seven, one, four, five, six, seven. Oh, my God. There would be price caps on tickets to away games. Look, um, with this one, I tried to read and understand what a price cap meant, but I just couldn't grasp the concept. Um, like, I tried to look up the definition, you know, and you know what? I'm going to just read this little thing. So from Investopedia.com, it says, Understanding Price Cap Regulation. After the rising cost of inputs, which is inflation... And the prices charged by competitors are considered the price cap regulation is introduced to protect the consumers while ensuring that the business can remain profitable. Mm-hmm. And I believe this is only done in the United Kingdom. It's not done anywhere else. But I still don't get it. Like, I'm, I'm not even going to lie. I'm literally, like, failing economics right now. So I'm not really surprised that I don't understand um, but I guess this would, you know what, I'm, I'm not even going to try. Um, next, I think this is the eighth. Um, more things, or no, more things are part of this project. Um, the eighth thing now, a redesigned loan system, an extended pre- preseason, and a later league start date. So this project, um, big picture, would do those things. Um, and then finally... Funding will be provided to set up a new and independent women's league. Okay, so we're done. Hopefully you didn't fall asleep or anything. Um, when I first saw this, when I first heard of this, I didn't even think about relating it to football because it just sounds like not football related. Um, it sounds like maybe like a new government spending plan. I don't I don't know. But I just wasn't expecting the Premier League to be anywhere related to this. Um, My first thought is, like, how did he come up with this? Like, he really must have sat down for months. Like, during that time where we didn't have football, like, like three, four months, he really must have, like, sat down and really got into his senses to come up with this. Because there's just no way this comes out of thin air and out your ass. Like, really, there's no way. Um, you know, I see the vision. I appreciate the effort, but there was just no way that this was going to be implemented. I feel like the Premier League is just far too into the league itself for them to do these drastic changes. Now, some of these things, some of these things sound, sound kind of good, you know, um, um, like the the setting up a new and independent women's league or even better, just putting more money into the women's league they have now. Um, the whole, what else looked good? I think the, like, annual revenue thing. So, I didn't know about this, but the 25% of Premier League annual revenue going to EFL clubs instead of just 4%, that number is a bit, uh, 
it jumped a bit from 4% to 25%. Maybe a cute 10% would do. That would be nice. Let's not get too ahead of ourselves here. Um, and that, that sounded nice. Uh, I don't think I really cared about anything else. I don't really like the nine Premier League clubs and the special power. I just feel like, you know, some clubs already have a big head anyway. I don't think you want to give them even more of a big head, a bigger head. But, you know, it's been rejected by the Premier League anyways. So it was just not going to happen. Um, I did see that some Premier League managers approve of this. I think Jurgen Klopp was one of the managers. I'm not going to try to remember what he said about it, but yeah, and just, yeah, you know, I appreciate the effort again, you know, this, this isn't just something that you pull out of, you know, thin air, so I appreciate the effort, Rick Perry, is that, yeah, Rick Perry, so sorry I didn't work out, sir, but it was just just a lot, it's just a lot to implement during these times, you know what I mean? Alright, so moving on to the Premier League now, um... Let me go over some results in the table, and then I'll get into some game. Well, I watched I watched the Chelsea game, and then I watched some of the Everton and Tottenham highlights. So let me go over the Premier League table or whatever. I keep bumping my mic, and I keep getting my lip balm on it. Like, oh, my God. Wow, it's only been five matches. Jesus. Um, What is this? So I accidentally clicked on news, and I see Lampard didn't rate Chelsea star Pulisic because he was American. I ought to be. Hold on. The RB Salzburg manager says he had a discussion with the Blues boss regarding the winger, who is now a key figure at Stamford Bridge. Jesse Marsh says that he had a discussion with Frank Lampard last season that left him with the impression that the Chelsea boss did not rate Christian Pulisic because he was American. We've been new this, Loki. Pulisic signed for Chelsea in January of 2019, just a few months before Lampard was named as the club's replacement for manager Maurizio Sarri. The winger got off to a slow start at Stamford Bridge, but by the end of the season, he was a vital piece of Lampard's attacking unit. Pulisic was arguably Chelsea's biggest contributor after the restart before suffering an injury in the Blues FA Cup. Blah, 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 Marsh says that Lampard told him last season that he wasn't sure if Pulisic was tactically ready for the Premier League. With the RB Salzburg boss then pointing to Pulisic's development with Borussia Dortmund in response. Mm-hmm. The American manager says that Lampard's initial perception is just another example of managers underrating American players' tactical ability, period. Um, yeah, how dare Frank Lampard? I oughta backhand him to the London Bridge. Anyways, moving on. Um, honestly... The reason why I didn't want Christian to go to Chelsea was because I wasn't really a fan. Um, I didn't want him to leave Dortmund. But um, with Lucien F not, you know, playing him, he wasn't getting playing time. And Sancho, you know, blowing up, it kind of made sense for him to leave. Um, So, yeah, now he's at Chelsea. And I didn't have any doubts of whether Christian was going to be a good player or good for them or not. I feel like he can, I feel like Christian's good with mm, 
meshing, I guess, with other players. Like, because whenever he plays for the men's national team, he's had to play with literally almost every type of player um, or, like, many different types of players. Like, whenever he was, what, 18, 19, he had to play with a bunch of 30-year-olds. And then now, you know, things started, you know, shifting. And now he's playing with 30-year-olds and guys his age. So I feel like uh, he's versatile in that way. Hopefully that's the right word. And also, he's always getting, like, stomped on and bulldozed and like, CONCACAF games. So I think he was fine. I think he's just, he's just tiny. You know, he's tiny. He needs to eat some more, you know. He needs to eat some Haitian food or something. But, yeah. Anyways, um, let me move on to this. So, let me talk about the 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 matches, the results. Jesus. All right. So, matches. Match day five, please. Okay. Woof. Um, Everton, Liverpool ended 2-2. Chelsea, Southampton ended 3-3. Man City, Arsenal ended 1-0 to Man City. Newcastle and Man United ended 4-1 to Man United. Sheffield United, Fulham ended 1-1. Crystal Palace and Brighton ended 1-1. Tottenham, West Ham ended 3-3. Wow. Um, Leicester City, Aston Villa, 1-0 to Aston Villa. West Brom, Burnley, 0-0. And Wolves and Leeds United ended 1-0 to Wolves. Wow, there's a lot of ties here. One, two, three, four, five, five ties. All right, looking at the standings now, Everton is still in first place. Then we have Aston Villa, Liverpool, man, not man, Leicester City, and Arsenal. Those are the top five teams. Um, Wolves, Tottenham, Chelsea, sixth, seventh, eighth. I'm not worried about the rest. Man United in 15th place. Stay down there. Um, and then third, like third, last place, whatever, bottom three. Burnley, Sheffield United, and still Fulham. But at least Fulham got, you know, a point. I think this is their only point. Oh, that's really sad. Okay. Okay. So that's that. Um... So for the Chelsea game, again, they played against Southampton. Pulley was back in the starting lineup. Um, his hair is so ugly, y'all. So ugly. Like, they're, he looks so much better with longer hair. Like, even if, like, he just grows out the, like, y'all don't know how bad I want Christian, to, Christian Pulisic to grow his curls like, like I know he has curls I don't know why he keeps trying to colonize them with gel or whatever I know he has curls so he just needs to let them be free and let them grow like this short get the London look haircut that he has is not cute at all and it's like it literally brings me pain seeing him with this haircut because he looks so bad like he looks like it's so ugly it's like a buzz cut but like a bowl cut it's just it's not for him. And, like, in his Twitch streams, he was like, I, like, I prefer my hair short. Like, are you kidding me? Pain. Lots of pain. But anyways, uh, what am I supposed to do? You know, just sit here and complain about it. All right. So, and I'm not even going to lie with this game. I was barely paying attention because I was also watching Dortmund acting a mess in the first half. I did see, though, Timo Werner finally got his first Premier League goal, finally. 
um, I got the notification for it, and I saw the replay of it afterwards. He dribbled maybe like he dribbled past maybe um two three defenders and then boom he got his goal he looked really desperate for that goal like I don't think he was gonna pass it to no one or anything he was going to keep trucking until he got that shot in the goal um good for him he got his second goal it was a header he made it two nil for the blues uh maybe this was in the first half but Chelsea conceded but this time I didn't see the blame go to Keppa. Um, who was in the goal for Chelsea that day. It actually went to Kai Havertz, so what a change. Um, looking at that replay, though, I don't think Havertz made, like, a mistake mistake. He just got the ball snatched from him. Um, and then a second goal was conceded in the second half. Goalkeeper, a mess. Defense, a mess. You hate to see it. Um, Havertz got the goal back for Chelsea, though, making it, what, 2-1, I think, 2-2, two, 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 I don't know, um, and then Zayek, Hakim Zayek came back, he got subbed on, I think this was his debut match, um, I think he did pretty good, he probably, maybe, I, if I remember, he had a shot on goal or something, or he almost assisted, either way, it's nice to see him playing, um, Pulisic got subbed off, and so did I, I stopped watching the game, and then, you know, right after that, I got a notification that Chelsea ended up conceding right after, you know, I logged off. And the game ended 3-3. So you hate to see it. Um, I really thought Chelsea was going to, you know, win this one. It looked good in the beginning. It really did. I thought, you know, it was nice to see Timo get him two goals and then Kai get his goal. Like, we got to see the Germans get their, you know, their first Premier League goals. And then, you know, Holistic back in the lineup, Hakim Zayek, you know, debut, and then boom, conceit. Like, it's, you hate to see it. Um, but each team took away a point, so I guess a point's nice, but I think Chelsea could have done better and gotten um, all three points. But, you know, what are we going to do? All right, so Everton versus Tottenham. Not Tottenham. Everton versus Liverpool. Um... I heard some juicy things about this game, so I decided to watch the highlights to see what was up because I was not waking up at 6.30 to watch a game where I don't care about either team. This was the uh, 237th Merseyside Derby. I didn't even know this existed, but, you know, I learned today. Um, Liverpool started off the game with a goal by Sadio Mane. In the second minute, the goalkeeper uh, Jordan Pickford didn't have a chance. Fifth minute is where I saw, like, where all the talk was from, you know, this weekend. So Virgil van Dyke and Jordan Pickford clashed with each other. I think this was in, oh, this was in Everton's box. So like Liverpool were on the attack, right? Okay. Um, It was offside. So they didn't really give a yellow or a red or a penalty or anything. In the end, van Dyke came out of this game injured and I'm pretty sure he's gonna have to get surgery soon let me see because I saw everyone was talking about it and then today I saw something I think or maybe it was yesterday um let me see Liverpool's outlook considerably bleaker okay I just want to know what happened to him 
All right. Thank you, Sports Illustrated, for nothing. Um, what a waste of my time. Um, hold on. I, okay, he has an ACL injury. That's tough. So, ACL injury, possibly one of the worst injuries ever in football. Um, he is set to undergo knee surgery. He's probably going to be out for like months, capital S, plural, months. Um, he has kids with the support of my wife, kids, family, and everyone at Liverpool. I'm ready for the challenge ahead. Wow. Well, I feel like obviously if it wasn't offside, then um, Pickford probably most likely would have gotten a red card and then it would have been over with for Everton. But, you know, he was offside first before the clash. So, okay, yeah. Um, continuing. Um, off topic. Um, during this game, I noticed how, um, is it Dominic? Dominic Calvert-Lewin. He's very handsome. Very handsome. And his man bun is really cute. But anyways, Everton equalized in the 19th minute. James Rodriguez corner kick ended up um, becoming a somewhat keen header. Uh, Liverpool should really let this goalkeeper go because, yeah. I'm going to assume now that Allison is injured because I didn't see him play for Brazil. Um, there was this, I think his name was Everton himself. I think the Brazil player's name was Everton, like his last name. Um, and so he must be injured. Um, I wonder what the injury is, but, um, Trent Alexander Arnold had a good free kick chance in the 24th minute, but Pickford saved it, um, off topic, but Pickford looks like, Pickford looks like he smells like ham. There's a lot of Premier League players that look like they smell like ham. Like Jamie Vardy smells like he looks like ham. Smells like, no, he looks like he smells like ham. Like I can't explain it. But, like, they just look like if you were to, like, see them on the street and, like, be like, hey, can we get a picture? And, like, they're like, sure. And they wrap their arm around you and you just smell ham. And maybe, like, you smell it mixed with some designer um, cologne. But anyways, um, second half. Liverpool's second goal came, came from Mohamed Salah. I want to say a volley. I don't know. Henderson crossed it in. Gary Mina cleared it barely. And then, boom, Salah scored. Pickford had to make a few saves in the second half. Liverpool put him to work. Um, Calvert Lewin, I don't think it's Lewis Lewin. Uh, he equalized for Everton in the 80th minute. It was a header. There was like three defenders around him, and then like two defenders before that could have prevented the cross by Lucas Zinier. But you know, hate to see it. Um, Liverpool almost got their third. Mane took like. A shot, it was like an assist from, or a pass from Salah. Mane tried to, like, score, but then, like, Pickford cleared it. And then Jota took a shot, and then it just, yeah, and then Mane took, yeah. So it just didn't work out for them. Um, More drama and more injuries happened in the 87th minute. Thiago and Richarlson had a clash. Uh, The red card was in the ref's hand. He wasn't, like, doing anything with it, though. I think he was waiting for Richarlison to um, 
to get up you know him and that ugly haircut of his was on the ground for a bit so he ended up getting a red card in the end um Thiago seemed to be fine though he was still playing um let me see what else happened Liverpool came back and scored a last minute goal it was scored by Jonathan Jonathan Jordan Henderson in the extra time but it was offside VAR had to check it looking looking like at it um it was kind of close like I I'm not even going to lie. I don't know that much about offsides because if the refs don't know, then why do I waste my time learning about it? But, like, I, it was really close. I think it was either because, like, Mane's arm and the Everton defender's leg were, I don't know. But it's just something, like, so, like, small like that. So, Liverpool could have had all three points, but in the end, it ended 2-2. Two, two. So, that's all for the Premier League. Um, one last thing, though. Sergio Con Aguero, don't you ever. Don't you ever. If you know, you know. I'm not getting into details. Maybe I'll talk about this for football drama, but I don't know. But just don't you ever. Okay. Moving on now to Bundesliga. Um, obviously, I'm going to talk about Dortmund for a bit. Um, but... Let me go over some results. I should really, like, get into... Well, actually, no. Bundesliga is actually really interesting to watch. I sort of do watch other Bundesliga matches. Or, like, even, like, Bundesliga 2 matches Um, on ESPN+. Plus. I just find, like, a random game to, like, have in the background. And I usually end up actually, like, paying attention to it. And it's actually pretty interesting. Um, So, Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2. But, anyways... So, it's only been four matches for um Dort not Dortmund, Jesus. What am I trying to say? Bundesliga, my bad. Um Mainz and Leverkusen ended 1-0 to Leverkusen. I feel like I'm finna sneeze. Hoffenheim and Dortmund ended 1-0 to Dortmund. Augsburg RB Leipzig ended 2-0 to Leipzig. Hertha and Stuttgart ended 2-0 to Stuttgart. Freiburg and Bremen ended 1-1. Armenian Bayern ended 4-1 to Bayern. Mönchengladbach and Wolfsburg ended 1-1. FC Köln and uh, Frankfurt ended 1-1. And then Schalke and Union Berlin ended 1-1. So looking at the table now, RB Leipzig is still in first place. Bayern second, Dortmund third, Frankfurt fourth, Stuttgart fifth. And then Augsburg, Bremen, and Hoffenheim. Bottom three, we have Köln, Schalke, and Mainz. Whoa, Schalke moving up. Just one, but they're moving up. Um, I think this draw helped them out a lot, got them one point. Mainz is at the bottom of the table with zero points. You hate to see it. Nine. Zooch. All right. Um. Okay. So, Dortmund played against Hoffenheim. It was an away game. Holland was on the bench. Didn't understand. Probably due to international break. He and um, Bellingham were on the bench. And I think Guerrero, too. I'm pretty sure it had to do with um, international break and all that. So, yeah. Uh, Brandt ended up taking Holland's place. Um, it was He had his time to shine, but I don't really think he took that. He, like, used that to his advantage. But, anyways... 
Hoffenheim had a really good, really close chance in the third minute. It kind of gave me a heart attack, not going to lie. Um, peace check got poked in the eye I don't know when but he got poked in the eye I don't even know how it happened but whoever did it to him count your days um the possession in my opinion was honestly everywhere but I think I saw like the stat said that um Dorman had more possession but it didn't feel like it to me it felt like Hoffenheim had more possession honestly they had more chances compared to Dortmund the stats also said otherwise though but um, yeah, Sancho was offside more than he had chances in this game. Sancho really hasn't been giving me anything. I'm actually very upset with him. I was thinking this thing, this game was going to be his game. Who's going to give me a goal or something, but no, maybe I'm just like, putting too much expectation. I mean, look, if this light bright is going to give us so many problems, if he's going to you know, smile with his veneers or whatever in his, his shiny earrings and his his sunglasses and hat. And, like, I expect something out of him, okay? I expect something coming from him if you're going to be flashy, flashy. I want you to play flashy, flashy too, my guy. So we have Champions League games coming up. He better do something. Like, I, I – Sancho's been giving me nothing, He's giving me nothing lately, you know? I'm kind of disappointed. I hate to say this, but I'm kind of disappointed. I would like to see a little bit of something, something from him. Come on now. Anyways. Um, Reyna had a good chance in the 34th minute. Honestly, it was kind of a mess going on. I think there was, uh, I can't even explain it. Um, Someone tumbled down. Reyna crossed it in. And then the goalkeeper blocked it, but Reyna kicked it back. And it was just, it was just a mess. But it was, to me, our first, like, real chance of the game. Um, Thomas Munier. <laughs> I said his name so wrong. Uh, he had a header that hit the crossbar. Another chase, another chance wasted. Munier is a good player, though. Um, I like him. He's one of our, like, aggressive players, which, you know, you like to see. Um, second half came along. And I, number 38 from Hoffenheim count your days if I ever see you on the streets I'm decking you in your jaw he literally so Gio had the ball right he literally grabbed Gio by his arm and started like pulling it and twisting it Jesus I was so nervous that he like broke or like did something to his wrist because the way he had his hands on his arm and his wrist area, like, I'm pretty sure he could have twisted it and, like, broke it. Oh, my goodness. If he has seriously injured Reyna and, like, broke something from his arm or whatever, I I don't even know what, like, someone would have had to put some juju spirit on him because there is no way. Like, he was aggressive for no reason. There was no reason for that. And I don't even think he got a yellow card for it. That player did get a yellow card, though. I think he had fouled. He fouled another player, and then the ref was like, "I, right, I'm going to give you this yellow. He should have gotten that yellow card for twisting Reyna's arm like that. Like, oh, my goodness. If I ever see you on the street, I will stomp on you. Literally stomp on you. Don't you ever in your life. Tuh. Anyways, um, Holland and Russ, Russ Royce got subs on. 
Royce had a good chance in the 73rd minute. Um, and then I think maybe like a minute or two after that chance, he scored a goal. And it gave us our first goal finally after 70-something minutes of pure garbage. Um, it was literally an open goal, so I would have probably went insane if no one had scored it. So, yeah. Um, Holland had a good chance as well, maybe like a couple seconds after this. Um, and it just showed me that our subs did more in the five minutes that they were on the field compared to our starting lineup who had been on the field for 70-something minutes. Um, and that's where I stopped writing. Um, the game was honestly and obviously more interesting with Holland on. I don't know. There's something about Erling Holland. Like, he's just he's just a big giant just wanting to score a goal, you know? Um, and he's always like trying to pick a fight with someone. He's kind of he's like shading the way he's petty. That's what he he's petty. Um, I don't get why Marco Royce doesn't start anymore. I think like his injury, like he's his injury is no longer an injury. So I don't get why Lucien doesn't have him in a starting lineup and doesn't have him. You know, like that's my captain. Matt Hummels is not my captain. So um. Yeah, I, I would like to see him starting in this upcoming Champions League game, Mr. Lucien, because I'm not understanding why you got a captain on the bench. Anyways, um, and yeah, that's it. I hope Lucas Peace Peach, Check is okay. I hope there's nothing wrong with his eye. Um, it was, it was, uh, I think like this was his first game coming back from, I think, some injury or something. And then he got poked in the eye. Oh, I hate when football does that, you know? Like, that's one of my biggest fears with players. Um, like, especially, like, if they have been out injured for a long time, my biggest fear for them is that they step foot on the pitch again and then, boom, someone gets them, someone clashes with them, or they run a little too fast and they pull something like and then they get injured again. Like I that's my biggest fear for like any player, especially when they come back from a super long injury. I hate that. So yeah, hopefully he's okay. And he's uh ready to go soon. Um and that's all for Bundesliga. Moving on to ML I don't want to talk about the ML do I want to talk about MLS? I don't want to really. Do I really want to talk about MLS? I don't. I really don't want to talk about them. Um, let me do this random picker thing. Random picker. Yes or no? Dang it! It said yes. Oh, okay. Let's go over the MLS. MLS is just. There's like. It's a lot more than um like Bundesliga and Premier League or whatever because they play either during the week and then they play again on the weekend. Like it's just it's just too much. It's too much. Um matches. I don't want news. Um oh, so many games. I'll start from you see, cause I'm missing a lot of games from like Wednesday. But I'm not going through all of that. I'll just go from Saturday and yesterday. Okay, Saturday, Chicago Sporting, Chicago Sporting, Chicago and Sporting KC in the 2-2. Montreal Unpacked and Inter Miami 2-1. Columbus and NYCFC in the 3-1. New York Red Bulls, Orlando City 1-1. Toronto FC, Atlanta United 1-0 to Toronto. 
did I say that Columbus Columbus won that game against NYCFC? I feel like I'm just saying. I feel like once I get to the MLS, I'm just saying off the results without saying who won. Montreal impacted into Miami in the two one to impact. DC United and Cincinnati in the two one to DC United. Finally, they won a game. Minnesota and Houston Dynamo two two. Portland Timbers and LAFC one one. Uh, San Jose, Seattle Sounders, nil-nil. LA Galaxy, Vancouver, 1-0 to LA Galaxy. And right now, currently, New England Revolution and Philadelphia Union are playing against each other. It's 1-0 to Philadelphia. Nice. Okay. Um, Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Before I get into Atlanta, let me see if I can watch a highlight because I don't want to just talk about Atlanta. Hmm, it's an interesting game. I'll do Sporting KC in Nashville. Actually, that was from 10-11, which was not yesterday. I'm going to do one from yesterday. I'm going to do Columbus and NYCFC since someone won it. Let me make sure my sound is off. Okay, I do not care about ads right now. All right, so this game, I'm going to assume, was played in Columbus. Yes, I see the black and yellow and the fans. That should not be there. Uh, NYCFC had a good chance. One minute, 40-something seconds. Goalkeeper saved it. Uh-huh. Moving on. NYCFC again. Are you going to make it? Oops, nope. The goalkeeper cleared it. Moving on. Now we have Columbus on the run. Let's see what they do. Are you going to hit it? Bob, nope, he saved it. That chance went wide. Jassy Sardis really needs to let that blonde go. He needs to let that blonde go, honey. He's had that blonde for I don't know how long. Sir, it's okay to just do an all black or something or do a different color. Um... Wow, it was just him and the goalkeeper, and the goalkeeper is still. I think NYCFC's goalkeeper is Sean Johnson. He's really good. Wow. I love good goalkeepers. I love to see it. Not against my teams, but. Okay, Columbus crew, come on. Are we, all right, where, where are the goals? Here's the goal, okay? Um, so Columbus crew scored first. Uh, look at this shorty celebrating with his teammates I I think the ball went straight through Sean Johnson's legs it shorted all right second goal came from not that oh we're in the second half now second half NYCFC had a chance but the goalkeeper literally broke his back to say the goalkeepers are really the goats like they literally sacrifice their bodies to make sure like their teams don't get you know they don't concede yes so nycfc have a corner kick now and they scored the goal header not a header it was a just a a little tap in by number 11 period okay moving on um after this game oh what happened here someone got hurt Columbus Crew players going. Just kidding. Uh, I don't know what's going on here. 
is this the third goal for Columbus Crew? Nope. Alright, give me the third goal so I can stop talking about this. Is that a penalty? Yep, penalty was penalty was given. Jazzy Zardes um, scored it at first. The goalkeeper saved it, but then he, you know, did like a rebound thing, and that's how that game ended. So good for them. Again, Jazzy Zardes, if you're listening to this, let that go. Let that blonde go. It's okay. Like we get it. Let it go. All right. Anyways. So Lenny United, they played twice in the past couple days. Um, Wednesday, I think, they played against Inter Miami. Moreno was in the starting 11 for this. I was kind of upset. I heard, like, he had a fitness problem and, like, he didn't recover well from the last game because, like, he hasn't played a competitive match since March, which, I mean, I get that, but dang. Um, Inter Miami had a majority possession and they had more chances in this game. In this game, they made it difficult for Brad Guzan, especially Gonzalo Higuain, which I was very surprised to see that he came to the MLS. I think he was at Inter Milan, and then now he's here at Inter Miami. I think his brother, who was at the Columbus Crew, he's now at Inter Miami to join his brother. His, he and his brother, they don't look anything alike, but I can see where they're siblings. Um, Not much to say about that game, honestly. George Bello had a good tackle in the 34th minute, but that's really it. Second half, I couldn't tell you much. Um, Adam John tackled one of the Inter-Miami players. It was very unnecessary, and he picked up a yellow for it. Um, And I think, like, right after he got subbed off, I stopped watching because I had to study for a quiz or probably one of my 5,000 tests that I had last week. Um, And then yesterday, Atlanta United played and lost. They played against Toronto FC. This was an away game. I didn't know this, but Toronto FC is playing in Connecticut currently. I'm pretty sure this is because of COVID and all that stuff. So they're literally away from their families right now. That's kind of sad. Um, but I I wasn't disappointed in how the guys played yesterday. You know, everything was great until like the 87th minute whenever we conceded. Um Attacking wise, we it was good. Defense rough like always. Brad Guzan was we heard his mic. His mic was on yesterday. Um I just I just know there's gonna there's just gonna be one moment where Brad Guzan just loses it and he just pops off. And I will I will understand because if I had to deal with a defense like Atlanta United's defense, I would have been gone insane by now. Um so yeah. Uh, second half was a lot better, especially with Brooks Lennon on, subbed on. I feel like uh, a lot of our, like, key players weren't on. Ezekiel Barco, shorty, he was back. Not in the lineup, but he got subbed on. I haven't seen that shorty in so long. I think he was either, like, sick or injured or something. And then there was rumors of him uh, transferring to another club or, like, another club was eyeing him or something. But it looks like he's here to stay, so that's that. Um, we had our chances. I'm not going to lie. I was proud of the way they played. Jurgen Dam again, really good. Um, but in the end, it was the Canadians that took the three points, um, which you hate to see it because Toronto FC is also another one of Atlanta's rivals. And I don't think Atlanta's played too hot against them either. So... We need to work on our rivalry matches because this is embarrassing. But, yep, 
that's all for MLS. Um, moving on now, before I get into football drama, I want to talk about the uh, Golden Boy nominees. Last week, I couldn't tell you which day it was, but the 20-man shortlist was released. I'm going to see if I can find it. I'll just look on Google. My laptop is right in front of me. Um. Oh, Golden boy nominees oh so it was 20 but now we have 10 no that's not what i i don't want your opinion i need the real 20 child um i hope this is it okay um we have I hope this is the real one. Okay. 2020 Golden Boy Finalist. Full list. Jesus. Okay. We have Michelle Baker from PSG. Eduardo Camavinga from Reigns. Jonathan David from Lille. Alfonso Davies, Bayern Munich. Serginio Des, Barcelona. Period. Fabio Silva, Wolves. Anzu Fati, Barcelona. Uh, Serginio Des, also Barcelona. I don't know if I said that. Um, Phil Foden, Manchester City, Ryan Gravenberch, Ajax, Mason Greenwood, Manchester United, Erling Haaland, Borussia Dortmund, Callum Hudson-Odoi, Chelsea, Dejan Kulusevski, Sevskiski, Juventus, Rodrigo Goez, or Rodrigo Goes, <laughs> Real Madrid, Bikayu Saka, Arsenal, Jaden Sancho, Borussia Dortmund, Dominic Zobozlai, RB Salzburg, Sandro Tonali, AC Milan, Ferran Torres, Manchester City, and Vinicius Jr., Real Madrid. So, from this list, I like, um, let me see. Obviously, I hate to say it, but I think Alfonso Davis is going to win this. Uh, I hate to say it. Um, obviously, with, you know, Bayern corruption and Bayern doing quote-unquote well this year he's probably gonna um win the award which is fine it's whatever um Serginio Des Jesus I love to see it um it would be nice for him to win it'd be nice for Fatih to get it Erling Haaland it's either between Alfonso and Haaland because there is no way no way um Callum Hudson-Odoi I don't think I've seen him play that much for him to be on this list um no no offense or anything i'm happy he's on it um let me see who else Jaden sancho like i said before he hasn't been giving me anything but it's nice to see that he's on this list um and then Vinicius jr don't really care about him he needs to stop perming his hair like he's a white person um yeah other than that i'm happy proud for everyone on this list whether i like you your team or not um this is um a nice cute little award to get um last year it was won by joel felix so let's see who wins it this year so the golden boy awards was established in 2003 it is given to the calendar year's outstanding european-based footballer under the age of 21 okay that makes so much sense i was like why isn't christian on here like y'all know i'm I have Pulisic bias, but why was he? I don't even think even in the past, I don't think Christian was ever on this list. I think that's fraud. So that's tough. I don't think, 
was Christian Pulisic ever on the Golden Boy? I mean, he's a Golden Boy to me, but I kind of don't get it. Let me see. Golden Boy, Christian Pulisic. Dang, I put Christian Boy. Christian Pulisic. And I still spelled his name wrong. Okay. So he did. He was on the list at some point. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm not interested. Okay, yes, I see. I see, yes. All right, let's not waste my time. You had Christian Pulisic in the name, in this thing. Okay, so Dest is the second American in the last two years to be in a 20-man shortlist after Christian Pulisic made an appearance in 2018. Okay, okay. My bad, golden boy, for... um doing you like that i just thought y'all didn't have my boy on this list mason mount um is not on this list which no offense why would he um he has his moments but you know it's whatever hopefully next year we get to see Gio Reyna on this list because period um and yeah that's it for the golden boys i wonder when this award is going to be um given i'm pretty sure in 2018 that's when what's his name i think that's when mbappe won it because i think 2018 was just his year just period um i wish we knew when oh my glasses just fogged up Tuh. when are they giving out this award No, they're not going to tell us when they're going to give the award. Oh, okay. No, that's that's fine. I didn't want to know anyway. Okay, well, never mind. I wonder how they're going to vote. I do they vote for this? Cuz I don't think us like like us fans can vote. I think this is actually between like f- actual people in the footballing af- associations. Well, I, okay, moving on now to football drama. I don't really have anything for football drama. Um, I saw Gonzalo Higuain got a, a red card recently, so let me see what that's all about. Um, I haven't really seen anything juicy happening or anything, you know, blah, blah. So Gonzalo Higuain plays for Inter Miami, if you didn't, I've, I've said it millions of times. Um... So, MLS and the Professional Referee Organization confirmed on Sunday that Inter-Miami star forward Gonzalo Higuain was sent off after the conclusion of the Week 19 match that saw Montre Impact beat Inter-Miami 2-1 at Red Bull Arena. Um, 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 referee Tim Ford showed Higuain a red card for offensive, insulting, and abusive language. Showing a following, what, 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 following a post-game confrontation. My bad, I didn't know what I was saying. Higuain will miss Inter Miami's big Week Twenty match on Saturday afternoon against Orlando City. Tough to serve the automatic one-game suspension for the red card. You hate to see it. So let's see. Looking at this video, 
he is quite angry with the ref yes he's pointing this way that way every way he's following the ref and he's really upset okay i see the hands in the face all right yep he's very upset very angry his teammates are as well i wonder what happened here to make them so upset probably because they lost the game let's see he has okay he's looking back I see he got a red card. Uh-huh. And he's wondering why. Uh-huh. And he's clapping. How rude. Okay. Well, that's too bad for him. I think this was after, like, literally, like, after the game ended. The referee was like, here you go, sir. Here's your red card. Well, that's tough for him. Well, that wasn't really football drama. Let me talk about... Con Aguero. Let me just let me just talk about him now because um I really wasn't trying to talk about this, but you know what? I will do so. Because he he just he okay. So Manchester City played against um Arsenal maybe Saturday or recently, whatever. Um, I'm gonna say he didn't like what the official, uh, her decision, her, her, emphasis on her. Um, there was uh, one of the lines woman was Sian Massey Ellis. Sorry, Miss Ma'am, if I said your name wrong. But she, I guess she maybe did offside or she called a foul against Man City or whatever. And he didn't like it, so he went up to her and was like, blah, blah, and he put his hand on her shoulder and kind of like, a, I'm going to pull you back. Kinda. You know, I, he just put, he put his hands on a referee, official linesman, whatever it is, which you are not supposed to do. That should have resulted in an automatic yellow card. You can't put your hands on one of the officials officiating the game or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So, okay, it says here, the incident occurred in the 42nd minutes with Aguero apparently unhappy at Macy Ellis or Massey Ellis for not awarding a city a throw-in and instead giving it to Arsenal. Okay, so, like, I don't even want to say this was like, it, obviously it's the hand is on the shoulder, but it's giving you kind of towards the neck too. Um, Like I said before, the rules in the Premier League or just maybe just in football um, in general, you can't touch, you can't touch a referee. Now, it says it here in this article that it states that touching an official is not an offense unless done in an aggressive or threatening manner. Look, what you're not going to do is touch is touch me. I don't care if this was a, a woman or a man. Don't put your hands on an official or linesman or referee or anything or anyone. If you're so upset about it, bite your tongue or, I don't know, slap yourself in the face if you're that upset about it. But don't put your hands on someone else. Just don't put your hands on anyone. And like I she was really, you know, calm for, you know, just, you know, you know, you know, kind of like slightly pushing him off or anything. I 
personally would have molly whopped this man into the ground like i would have most likely hit him like my offside flag would have connected with the adam's apple on his like don't even know how she even just like shrugged it off or whatever because what you're not gonna do is put your hands on me especially if you're so upset because I didn't give you a throw in anyways like I said before Aguero don't do it again and it looks like he's not gonna face any out no consequences over this because you know men so just don't just don't do it again um I've seen a lot of people you know, a lot of people go both ways, you know? Um, people are like, well, no, he shouldn't have touched her. You know, like I said, man or woman, you don't put your hands on one of the official blah, blah, blahs. And then there are people like, y'all are too sensitive. He didn't do anything. He don't put your hands on people to begin with. Like, he should have gotten a yellow for this. I don't get why like I don't know this wasn't this wasn't anything um this wasn't anything I guess major I guess you know he didn't choke the woman he should have got slapped with the yellow card as a warning as an offense or whatever because like you don't you don't you don't do that you shouldn't put your hand on an assistant referee especially over something so small because you didn't get a throw in. I wish a man would. That's why personally for me, I could never be a referee, especially for men's matches because men are already dramatic as it is. Men are already just clowns as it is and they're just so over dramatic or whatever. So like I really wouldn't be able to take any of them seriously. Um if one of the players didn't like a call that I made and started coming in my face, yelling in my face. Game is over with. I'm blowing my whistle. Everyone go back to their locker rooms. Game is finished. If someone put their hands on me, it's over with. You're getting a yellow card, period. Maybe, maybe if you touch me, you know, rough enough, you'll get you a nice red card, but definitely a yellow. So, Mr. Aguero was really, really fortunate enough not to get um, a card slapped in his face. Because if I were her, I would have done it. So, again, don't do this again, Aguero. Um, let me see if he said anything about it. Probably not because he probably didn't see he did anything wrong. Like, would you like it if someone just grabbed your wife like that or your girly girl? I don't think so. You'd probably throw hands with them. So, what the... <sighs> Let me see. Kind of Guero. Uh, October 17th. So that was Saturday. He's posted on Twitter. Great to be back. Um, okay. So. Yeah. I don't think he apologized apologized obviously not because men why is his instagram i mean his twitter caption so long argentino 
Premier League, Man City, 2012, 2014, 2018, 2019, FA Cup, 2019, Europa League E, Supercopa Atleti, 2010, Mundial Sub, 20, 2005. <laughs> Boy, if you don't get your resume off of your Twitter bio. Yeah, he ain't say nothing about this. Mm. Anyways, Canaguero, count your days. Don't you ever put your hands on anyone like that again okay and miss ma'am miss uh miss massey ellis or macy ellis whichever one it is i hope your paycheck is thick i hope you're making your coins because it's what you deserve especially after dealing with that and just men in general officiating a men's match please couldn't be me all right so that's all for today but before i end this episode i want to bring light to two important things First thing is what's happening in Nigeria. Um, I am going to, I would try to explain it, but I, um, I'm trying to think. I saw a TikTok video will just, just be a lot better because explaining things is kind of weird for me. So let me find this video. Okay. Stop scrolling, because if you're seeing this video, you are likely someone who cares about human rights and people receiving justice. Let's talk about SARS. SARS is a special anti-robbery squad within the police force in Nigeria. This police unit has been torturing and using violence against the people they're supposed to be protecting. SARS officers harass young people based on how they look. Anything from having a tattoo, to using an iPhone, to wearing flashy clothing will attract the attention of these officers. These officers have been kidnapping, raping, torturing, and murdering young people. Can you imagine not being able to use your cell phone or even have a tattoo on your body because of the fear that you'll be arrested or killed? NSARS is a social movement that demands for Nigeria's government to end the deployment of this squad. Just because it's not happening where you live doesn't mean it should be ignored. We need to speak out. We need to educate ourselves. We have the power to make a change. End SARS. Stop so, yeah, that's basically that. She explained it so much better than I could have ever. So, um, I will leave the link to this TikTok in the description. Honestly, it's by... Tianalexia, T-E-A-N-N-A-A-L-E-X-I-A. I wanted to give credit, so I don't, I don't want no one coming for me. Um, so yeah, I'll try to find some like links, um, and put them in my link tree. Um, I'll have the link tree in the description, and then you can check out the link tree and look at special links and stuff for more information about what's happening in Nigeria and um stars and all that stuff so that's that next thing i want to talk about is congo so i saw this yesterday on my twitter um feed um, i'm putting my bookmarks no okay so it's just a quick little like thing i'm just gonna um read off these pictures so what's happening in Dominican Republic of Congo or Democratic Republic? What a dummy am I? What's happening in Congo? Uh, Congo is currently going through a silent holocaust. Millions of people are being killed so the Western world can benefit from its natural resources. Congo has the world's largest reserve of coltan, 
Colton is a critical mineral needed for electronic devices, aerospace, and the innovation of technology. Countries like USA, UK, France, etc. are providing financial and military aid to Uganda and Rwanda uh, to invade region filled with Colton reserves. As they invade, millions of civilians are killed. And then, uh, oopsies, is this the, okay, sorry. Multinational mining company are created to source Colton. These companies are enslaving men, women, and children to mine. Congolese men, women, and children are tortured, starved, raped, and killed. 48 women are raped. Oh, sorry, trigger warning. Sorry, sorry. Um, are raped every hour. Millions displaced over 6 millions are killed half of them being children um how can you help please share this message to bring awareness silent holocaust or hashtag silent holocaust hashtag what is happening in congo so i'm going to also leave this kind of tweet thread thing in um the link tree it's by at okay akinola and then um i'm pretty sure no i'll try to find some important links to like see ways you can help out and i'll have that in the link tree as well so um check the link tree for important links um i try my best to put links um like specific links that are um i can't even speak important like links regarding important issues happening around the world so yep and um yeah this is i hate to see this um what's happening in nigeria it's just why why would you kidnap and kill people just because they have a phone and a tattoo jesus and then in congo mining is very like mining coal and i don't know if this is coal like colton i'm gonna assume is a type of coal over there um colton is a dull black metallic ore from which are extracted the elements niobium and tantalum either way um mining just in general is very dangerous it's very i think it like does something to your lungs like the toxins or something um and colton is a very valuable you know thing so i guess it it doesn't make sense for them to be doing this no um but i hope that something can have like something can change and something um good can come out of both of these situations that the government or whoever can be stopped because it just sucks to see that you have a country you live in you have a government and a police force or whatever that you're supposed to have your trust in but they end up like backstabbing you in a way and kind of just they just show how much and how they show how little they care about their citizens and how much they care about money so um it sucks to see that human lives in a way to some governments not all governments and not all blah blahs are just i don't know dollar signs in a sense so you hate to see it. I really do hope that something good can come out of both of these situations because no one, no matter where you are in the world, should have to deal with any of this. It makes no sense. So yeah, again, sorry about not um 
doing a trigger warning for the whole rape thing. Um, I honestly didn't read the bookmark until um, like right now. So I just bookmarked it for today. So sorry about that. I hope I didn't trigger anyone. Um, Yeah, that's all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can follow the podcast on Instagram and Twitter at footballsdrama. Um, continue to stay safe. I hope you're all doing well. Life is still kicking me in the butt. Um, I hope it's not doing the same for you. Um, today wasn't that bad of a day though. I was very tired. I woke up at like six something. Um, very unnecessary. But my body just, my body hates me so much. Like unless I take like, um, an allergy medicine, like a drowsy medicine before, like the drowsy ones before I go to bed. I will not wake up at like, I will wake up at 6.30 and it makes no sense. Like I have an alarm set for 8.30, but my body's like, nah, we're not doing that. We're waking up at 6.30, 6.42. And it's really annoying because I'm the type of person, once my eyes are open and I'm awake, I cannot go back to sleep. So maybe I might have to talk to my doctor about that because I need my sleep, y'all. And I try my best to like get eight out of eight hours of sleep. Like I work, not work, I go to bed at 11 or I try my best to be in bed by 11. So even if I'm not like sleepy, sleepy, I just sit in bed um, and like stare at the wall until I get tired because I've, I'm kind of big on, you know, getting a good night's rest because especially with hell going on, um, it's important to at least do something good for yourself. Thank you again for listening and I will see you all next week.